This is Building Resilience Podcast, Episode 65, Celebrate You. Welcome to the Building Resilience Podcast, where you will learn all about building resilience in yourself and helping others build it too. Drawing from the principles of positive psychology, neuroscience, and coaching, I will help you face all the challenges and adversities that life throws at you and help you do more than just survive. I will help you thrive. I am your host, Leah Davidson, and I am a certified life coach and speech-language pathologist. I will help you manage your mind, your emotions, deal with your stress and your overwhelm, and lead a more purposeful and joyful life. Let's get started. Hello, friends. How is everybody doing today? I just wanted to say before we get started, a big thank you for being here. I appreciate you tuning in week after week. And if you are new, welcome. I'm excited to have you. I love hearing from you. I love hearing about what your takeaways are and what you're learning and how you're growing. I love hearing what you want to hear more about too. And I love reading your reviews. Thank you for leaving them. It really does help others find me. So when you are leaving a review, you are not only helping me, but you're helping others too. So thank you. And I appreciate you. Now today, I wanted to share with you some things that you can do to celebrate you. We spend a lot of time critiquing ourselves, sometimes even beating up on ourselves. We have a negativity bias, which I think I've talked about here before. So there's a negative things tend to stick. A neuropsychologist says that negative things will stick like Velcro and positive things slide off of us like Teflon. I think it's Rick Hansen who says that. And isn't that so true? If you go somewhere and give a speech and a presentation or you write something and you get feedback, You can have 10 things said that are amazing and one thing that's really mean or not so amazing. And which one do we tend to mull over? Which one do we ruminate on or think about or talk about? Obviously the negative one, it really does stick. And we are not very compassionate with ourselves. We spend a lot of time focusing on what we should be doing, what we should have accomplished. We spend a lot of time shitting on ourselves. We compare ourselves to how we think we should be. We also then compare ourselves to others. And you know that right off, that's a bad idea. Comparing what you know about yourself with all your vulnerabilities to what someone else's best looks like, bad idea. And we do it though. We compare our beginnings to someone else's end. We may be new at something, but instead of looking at how much we have grown and accomplished, we look at how far we still need to go. Now we're going to come back to this concept in another episode because it is actually such a good one. But as we've discussed before, we turn to others and we want to know what they think. We crave validations. Now there's nothing wrong with getting validation or giving compliments, but we also really want to be able to self-validate. We don't want to hand over our power of how we feel to anyone else. We want to be the ones who are in charge of our emotions. Validation feels good, but self-validation is even better because you don't have to wait. It's kind of like if I'm thirsty, I can pour myself my own cup of water and drink it and quench my thirst rather than waiting around for somebody to pour the water for me. Now, if they do pour a cup for me, of course I'm going to take it and love it and be grateful for it. But if nobody is pouring my cup, I will pour it myself. And today I want to talk to you about things that you can do to help improve your ability to self-validate, things that you can do to praise yourself, things that you can do to celebrate you being you. 
And we really sometimes need to make some effort and focusing on the positive and the good in us. So today I'm going to walk you through three ways that you can improve your self-acceptance, your self-validation, and really celebrate you. So the first one is to high-five yourself every day in the mirror. And this is something that I learned from Mel Robbins in her new book, The High Five Habit. She shares that if you want to celebrate you, validate you, accept you, and love you, then you need to offer all these things to yourself. Because if you don't do it, who else will? And if you are doing it for yourself, guess what? You are also then better able to cheer and support other people. So how does this concept work? She suggests that every morning you go and stand in front of the mirror, you look squarely in your eyes for a second, and then when you are ready, you high five yourself. Now, when you look in the mirror, what happens is you see a physical self, your physical reflection, but you also see a deeper self. You want to acknowledge yourself. It's kind of like you're saying to yourself, hey, you, I see you, you matter, you got this. You can do this. Keep going. I'm proud of you. And according to Robbins, all of this has a major impact on your mood, your feelings, your motivation, your resilience, and your attitude. We are used to high-fiving other people, and we know that there are benefits to it. Actually, researchers have discovered in some studies the power of high fives. What they did is they studied the best way to motivate kids in the face of challenging tasks. Now, in one study, school-age kids were split into three groups and they were asked to complete difficult tasks. Then the research gave one of the three different forms of encouragement. So in one group, the kids were praised for a trait, like you're so smart or you're so talented. or They were told they were working hard and praised for their effort. You're really dedicated. Or the third group, they were simply given a high five. Guess what motivated the kids the most? The high five. The kids who were told that they were smart or talented or skilled were actually the least motivated and had the least fun. Those who were praised for their effort showed greater enjoyment and exhibited a higher level of persistence, but the kids who simply got the high five, they felt the most positive about themselves and their efforts, and they kept going for the longest time, despite making mistakes. So in Robin's book, she gives another example. And she shares this one of a study coming out of UC Berkeley. And this is where they studied NBA players' habits of success. At the beginning of a season, they recorded how many players gave each other high fives and other signs of encouragement like fist pumps. And using the number of high fives during the game at the beginning of the season, the researchers then predicted which teams would have the best records at the end of the season. Now, the best NBA teams, the ones who made it to championships, were actually the ones who gave the most high fives at the start of the season. So what was it and what is it about these high fives? Why are they a good predictor of positive outcome? Well, what they learned was it comes down to trust. The teams who high-fived constantly were lifting each other up. And the physical touch was sending a message of, I got your back. Let's go. You've got this. It also helped them to shake off when they had a bad play. It helped lift your mood. It communicates confidence and it reminds you that you can still win. So the high five teams believed in each other and in their ability 
as a team to win. They learned how to trust each other and they shared this superpower between each other and that helped them become unstoppable. Now, interestingly, the worst teams in the NBA barely touched each other. They had terrible body language. They didn't have high fives and they consistently made selfish, inefficient plays and their records actually reflected it. Even if the team had good players, they saw that wasn't enough. When you are high-fived during practice, during the season, you were able to lead to more winning, more success. Basically, it created a culture of celebration and encouragement. And it allowed each other to support each other and create the feelings that you needed to have that success. So the idea of high-fiving yourself sends you a very strong message of acceptance and trust in yourself. Basically, you're acknowledging your own self-worth. You're self-validating rather than looking for that external validation. And you're giving it just by being, not because you're doing anything in particular. Now, research has also found that the number one predictor of how happy and satisfied you could be was also self-acceptance how kind you are to yourself, how much you cheered for yourself has a direct relationship and a direct impact on your happiness. So this is a very simple method and a fun method that I encourage you to try and not just once. It's a simple behavior that's easy to add to your daily routine. And so then you're more likely to do it more frequently and it will become a habit. It is easy It feels good, and I want to encourage you to give yourself this gift. Try it out. It's a daily celebration of you. Good job. You got this. You're worth it. You're doing it. High five. Go about your day. So the next thing that I want to offer you that you can do to help celebrate you is something that I do with my clients. I ask them to make a list of five achievements and then to ask, what are the skills or talents or attributes or characteristics that they needed to have in order to achieve this result? Now, these don't have to be big or grandiose achievements. They are just things that you are happy you did or proud that you did. Maybe it's running a marathon. Maybe it's getting a degree. Maybe it's raising a family. Maybe it's learning to play piano or learning a language or painting a mural. So now I want you to go through and ask yourself what it took for you to accomplish each task. So for example, learning to play the piano, that takes discipline and practice and determination and commitment. Raising a family takes patience, sacrifice, commitment, endurance, creativity, perseverance. You will actually see a lot of repeat quality skills and characteristics. And what you start to see is that you carry some capabilities, skills, characteristics, attributes across the board, and these things have helped you with all these achievements. And you can count on these things to help you with future achievements. So you want to take in a moment and soak in all the skills and attributes that you do have and celebrate them. Celebrate what you have accomplished thus far by using these skills and attributes and traits. Now, another version of this is to write out several tough times in your life, times of adversity, times of trial or challenge. These are the times that have built your character. These are the times that you have increased your resilience. And I want you to write about those times. How did you get through them? 
What did you do? And most importantly, what were your feelings? Maybe describe how you processed a certain emotion. Perhaps you're still processing. I want you to look at these times in your life and I want you to ask, did I feel like a victim? If you did, I want you to rewrite that story from the perspective of you being the victor, a hero. So list all the skills, attributes, characteristics that got you through that time or that you developed. Recognize how resilient you are. Have pride in yourself for getting through. These are the things you can pull out when faced with adversity again. I was able to overcome this back then and I will be able to overcome this right now. I am powerful. I am mentally strong. I am capable. I can handle weakness, fear, disappointment, embarrassment. I can handle pain, hurt, grief. I don't like it. I don't want it, but I can do hard. When you are low, you can look back on these lists and see what you are really made of and how resilient you really are. Finally, and this is my favorite one, and you can call it whatever you want to call it, but I call it the file of fabulous. I heard it called the file of fabulous years ago by one of my mentors. I can't remember who, so I can't give them credit to it, but I love the idea. And then I modified it a little bit for myself. Basically what I did is I created an album on my phone, but if you're old school, you can actually create a real folder or an album or a scrapbook or even just a little box. And in it, you're going to put all things that make you feel good. Things that uplift, inspire, bring you joy, satisfaction, contentment, things that encourage and really cause you to celebrate. Now it can be things that hold tender memories or things that make you laugh as well. So I'll give you some examples to help you know what I'm talking about. Have you ever received a text or an email, or maybe it's a card or a letter where someone thanks you for something, or maybe they share with you how you've made a difference in their life, or maybe they're just sharing with you what they think of you. And it's really, really positive. I would screenshot that and move it to my file of fabulous, or you can print it out if you're doing it old school. Or maybe you received an award or recognition. Again, take a picture of it. Maybe it's a performance review, things your boss or your colleagues have said to you or sent to you. I know my husband is changing jobs right now and people are sending him all sorts of messages and emails, sharing their experiences, their appreciation, what they're going to miss about him, etc. And I remind him, put that in your file of fabulous. Maybe there's something that you have done that you're proud of. Maybe it's a painting you've done, an article you've written, a photo you shot. So you can take a picture of these things and put it in your file of fabulous. Or perhaps you have kids and they write you sweet notes, or maybe they make you cards. Over the years, I've taken pictures of so many of these little gems and I've just included them in my album. I will also include some of my favorite pictures of some of my favorite moments. These are the special times, the special memories, or as I call them, the thin moments in the thin places. And then just looking at these pictures will bring back so many good memories. And often they just remind me of my why. And that's why I love looking at them. I may also include in my file some favorite quotes or memes, things that really mean a lot to me or things that really just cheer me up and make me laugh. So you include all things that celebrate you. It's kind of like a little brag album for yourself. 
But it's great to have, especially on those days where maybe you feel low or discouraged, or you forget how awesome you are and you need some uplifting, you need some proof. So this is a combo of self-validation and validation from others. I know I often share how we don't need validation and you don't have to prove your worthiness. You don't need any proof, but it can just be fun. It's just nice to have sometimes. It can help you turn around some negative thinking. So a file of fabulous can just be a fun thing to scroll through, to serve as tangible proof of things you have done, ways you have served, differences you have made, special memories you've created. These are just a couple things that can help you really focus on you, on celebrating you. As I said earlier, we spend a lot of time focusing on the negative, on our weaknesses or the things we need to improve, but we need to spend even more time focusing on the positives, on things that we have accomplished, the things that uplift us, the things that make us great and unique. We want to focus on how far we've come, how much of the journey we are enjoying. So give these things a try. Every morning, start your day looking in the mirror and give yourself a high five. Make a list of some of your accomplishments and see what attributes and skills you own that have gotten you through and allowed you to experience success. And finally, create a file of fabulous. And I would offer, send someone that you love and admire a little something that they can put in their file of fabulous. Perhaps express gratitude or appreciation or share what they mean to you. It doesn't have to be big or long. Just a quick text will do. How fun is it to know that you're giving someone something to put in their file? So go do it. Go do it now. And that's it. That's what I have for you, my friends. Have an awesome week. Thank you for listening to the Building Resilience Podcast. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about managing stress, building resilience, and leading a more purposeful life, then make sure we're connected on Instagram and Facebook at Leah Davidson Life Coaching. You can also subscribe to my weekly newsletter at www.leahdavidsonlifecoaching.com forward slash newsletter. Looking forward to connecting.